Oh, okay. Okay. I think so. Hey. Welcome back, everybody, to Good Morning America. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is not Good Morning America. This is Going In Deep, the, the official broadcast of the Uranus Awards. Uh, sure. Join with me are my co-hosts. Oh, no. You can't see everyone. What's going on? Oh, no, it's just It delayed. is delayed. <laughs> oh, there we are. Mike, scooch in. Are, are we still live? Scoochy smooth. This is a mess. Let's see. Let's make sure that we're live. I'm going to check it on my phone. If you're watching right now, go ahead and share this we because. Are back live. Oh, great! So this is working. Um, we are welcome. professionals. All right, this, this works, guys. So Tyler's not here, so like we're all kind of just like, how does this work? So we'll try this again. My name's Zach. Join with me are my co-hosts, Max and Xander, and we have a special guest today, returning from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> are you, Are you still on this show, Mike? It's like coming back home for Christmas. I'm so, glad to hear that. Just in time for Christmas. What's a Christmas? Uh, it's that special time of year where good little boys and girls get everything they want. And bad boys and girls are eaten by Krampus. Oh, I love Krampus. Y'all, I haven't that's, seen that movie. That's not a movie. That's an actual German urban legend. No, but didn't they recently movie. make a movie? They They've made like yeah. several shitty movies of it, though. <laughs> With I only Scott. remember the Adam Scott one, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, but we're not talking about Krampus today, unfortunately. <laughs> we are talking about... Should we do that instead? Should we just talk about Krampus? Screw it. Guys, all right. I mean... Never mind. There's another monster. (laughs) You mean Krampus is good, you guys, but it doesn't have a sexy fish. It doesn't. (laughs) That is true. Does this one, though? It totally does. Were you not turned on the entire time? Oh, I sure as hell was. (laughs) We are talking about The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro's newest film. And I was lucky enough to see a live Q&A with Guillermo del Toro and a couple Ooh. of the actors yeah. after the movie. Before we even talk about it, how did that? How was that? Uh, Guillermo del Toro seems like a very nice man. I don't really know what else to say. That's great. That's it? That's um, all you got? I know that he pitched this story to Sally Hawkins at the 2014 Golden Globes when they were both drunk, and he said, it's a story I told when I was drunk, and it didn't make me sound less drunk. <laughs> That's accurate i guess so he said in this q a that he first had the idea for this movie when he was a little kid and watched creature of the black lagoon and saw the scene of the creature swimming under the woman and that same day his parents took him to church oh shut up max and while he was in church he thought to himself wow i hope the creature from black lagoon has a happy ending Literally. Oh, that's that's kind of cute. That's great. I like that. It's, there, there it's were... weird, but I'm, I'm into it, I guess. All right. We, we can't move any further because it's been weeks since we've had a real Mike's movie time. So we got to get that oh! going. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> Mystery I'm is about to happen. So sick now. of doing it. I'm not as good. So, all right. <clears throat> Wait, let me channel Mike a little bit. You are yeah, Mike. <laughs> oh, right. What's a Mike? Uh, this movie is the greatest romance since Beauty and the Beast, which came out like a couple months ago. <laughs> well, there was that one. Too. It was the first and uh, the first yeah. version of Beauty and the Beast came every, out a few months ago. Beauty every eight Beast. months, there's the greatest romance of all time. Comes or, out. or Frankenstein and the Franken Bride, whatever that character uh, the was called. Of the Bride of the Bride of Frankenstein. The Franken Bride. We're gonna go Franken Bride when the Jolie movie comes out. I like mine better personally. Anyway. This is a movie about a beautiful woman. She's mute, and she can't talk to anybody because she's mute. Minor spoilers, or is she? 
Yeah. No, she no, is. No, she, she is. is. She sure is. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I just watched this movie like an hour ago, and now I have to like, wait. <laughs> did, I, did I? Did she meet the? Ah. Oh. That was gotcha. the, I love that you see the movies right before we do the I would actually that's really smart. Helps to keep it fresh. Yeah. No, I feel mind. you. Sorry, continue. Uh there is no mystery that happens. Can I say that about this movie? You don't mystery. think there's any mystery? There's no, there's mystery. There's, for like the first five minutes until it's they like a little, show like the little, creature. Little sprinkle of mystery. There's little snippets and little little tater tots of Just mystery. A dash of mystery. But yeah. Bam. Beautiful romance between a woman and a thing. And a fish creature. <laughs> a fish creature. There you go. He's credited as Amphibious Man. Yeah, he sure is. I but love I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to call him Abe Sapien for the whole review. I'm going to call him he Abe. He does look like, yeah, there. that's all I could think he, about the entire time. It's the same actor. <laughs> Doug Jones. Jones. Does right? he yeah. look like Abe Sapien? He doesn't not look like Abe <laughs> Sapien. And he is the same man. So, Fair. and Del Toro has straight up denied that this is a prequel to Hellboy, but I disagree. With David Harbour? It's like not even set in the same time period. I don't care. I decided <laughs> that Abe Sapien is super old in Hellboy. Yeah, he is. Oh, right. These are decisions I'm making without Guillermo Del Toro's permission. So I would we read got, that fan fiction. We got Marvel has their own universe. Well, Disney has their own universe now. DC and Guillermo Del Toro. Shape of Water is connected to Hellboy 1 and 2. I mean, there for every... Any more extensions? No, that's it. It's just uh, starting out. For every director that has a handful Dick. of movies, <laughs> there's some super fan out there who has found minute, tiny, invisible details in the movies to connect them all into an extended universe. The Tarantino-verse. There's a Paul Thomas Anderson-verse, a Wes Anderson-verse, probably, if you find the right fan. You know... No one has said that Luke Skywalker wasn't in this movie, so maybe it's connected to Star Wars. We don't know that it's not. It's a sequel to Star Wars, because remember, those took place a long, long time that ago. That is true. In the galaxy far away. Yeah. Is Ape Sapien the... Kaiser Soze too? Yes. <laughs> I hate everyone right now. <laughs> so wait, we got Kaiser Soze, Ape Sapien, and Luke Skywalker all joining a Jamaican bobsledding team. <laughs> yes. Cool <Yeah>. Runnings 2. <laughs> cool Runnings 2, the Magic Men, or whatever. Uh, or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. This is the best sexy fish movie of all time. I I don't know. A fish guy Wanda could give you a run for the money. I mean, that wasn't a sexy fish movie. That was a delicious fish movie. Fair. If you if you haven't seen a fish called Wanda, Kevin Klein eats a fish live. What? It's pretty funny. He, he eats he eats a full tank of live fish. Oh, that's gross. You know, I sit. Never mind. <laughs> That's disgusting. Oh. Hi, Patrick. I was starting to think of, like, oh, old boy Patrick. with the octopus scene. Oh, yeah. If anybody's you know seen old boy. You know was a vegetarian, that actor? Really? And he did it twice, once for a rehearsal and once for the actual oh, shot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. All she, right, so let's get down to brass tacks. I love uh, when you say brass tacks almost as much as mystery happens. Because oh, yeah. we know it's happening. Can that be my so, shirt uh, that we're yeah. eventually? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Coming 2018, we've got Mystery Happens as a t-shirt with Zach's uh, little doodle, <laughs> and then Brass Tacks as a t-shirt with Zach's doodle. Do you remember the old uh, Apple commercials for like the iPods where they had like a silhouette? Yeah. Oh, that shit was Can great. we have that? And I'll be like... <laughs> with your hair mystery. blowing in the wind? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, in, it's inexplicably blonde for some reason. <laughs> uh, this movie was great. I really like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was I 
I was going to say, we all glare at Zach as he sits in silence waiting <laughs> it, it to was, answer. The, the it was it's okay. Ad, it's adequate. <laughs> Doesn't fit my standards, but it's fine. Yeah. Just like Coco. Yeah. I gave it five stars, but that's because there was nothing wrong with it. So, sex, yeah. Sexy Fish Movie didn't do it for you? Sexy you fish. gave it a good rating. I gave it a decent rating. You gave it a, Okay. You oh you want to talk about it? I mean we no. don't have to say for the, no. I, know, we'll I, I wanted it. to get on the live stream just All so right. we can sit here and be Muppets. Well, we'll Muppet Max, yes. Let's talk about it. I gave it four out of five. It's a good Which rating for you, but high. as we've discussed previously on how I rate things, that's like an you don't rate things like a normal human being should. <laughs> I rate it the same way you would rate like a paper. When I go see a movie, that's like a director turning in an assignment to me. To be sure. fair, I think we all rate things in a different way. We all do. That is, that is, Which is okay. That is true. That's okay. We're all special snowflakes. But that's why I hate our five-star system. <laughs> I think 10 would letterbox. be too complicated. Listen. It's, it's letterbox. But there's so many times I'm like, oh, man, I want to give this like a 3.7. Do I give it a 3.5 or a 4? Well, I mean, that's what we have this podcast for. The, the, the concrete star rating is just for letterbox, really, and it's for the average. But, you know, we're here. You can you can you can give can it a three point seven five. You can also, if you want, Zachary, you can have an Instagram live video weekly or YouTube channel. Zach's where bitch you, fest. Zach's bitch fest. Oh I would watch the that's not shit related. So Zach shit fest. That's <laughs> someone someone that's do some uh, maths for me. Oh. What would be like an eighty five percent in our? Radio? I went to school for theater. I don't know. It's like. That still fits into like the four star rating, I suppose. Yeah, it'd be like a um, four point two. Four point five is like a ninety. Right, it'd be less than that. So I guess four point two five. Close 4. enough. 2. Okay, so what brought it down to that for you? Um, Likes and dislikes. <clears throat> I mean, I can get more into spoilers, but all right, we'll save that for the spoiler section. But just simple stuff. That doesn't spoil the movie. I guess for me, the the things that I liked about the movie were Guillermo del Toro's style, which he really relies on. He has a distinct style that he sells himself on, and that's why people love him. I like Michael Shannon's villain. God, I love him. He's really good. Yeah, Yeah. he's great (laughs) playing a sociopath. Uh, He sure is. (laughs) He was actually, side note, he was at my theater the other night. Was he? No way. I didn't talk to him, but I did hear. Hear him. Eat him. Uh, he was with a friend and a bodyguard, and I was just—I I decided to walk a little slower to the to the office, just like so <laughs> absolutely. He was standing in front of the Black Panther poster, geeking out about it. That's cool. <laughs> He's like, hey, "Did you see freaking what's his name? Um, no, Mark Martin Freeman." Yeah. He's like, "Martin Freeman's in this movie. I freaking love that guy." Damn. Okay. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Wouldn't expect him to have a bodyguard. Uh, all all celebrities that come to my theater have bodyguards. Okay, Absolutely. I'd expect him to just like yeah, rip out the throat of any enemy. Like Liam Neeson doesn't need a bodyguard. It, uh, <laughs> it happens often. Fans will come up and walk to them. The bodyguards will be like tap, tap after about 10 seconds. And that means uh, leave them alone now. Sure. Gotcha. I feel you. Uh, and the monster was really cool. The Abe Sapien. Yeah. But if this movie was directed by anyone else, I don't think it would have had the same probably not the same kind of reception total well this is his this is his shit yeah. on the story was like that great certainly no, really no american yeah and I, I don't i don't really think there's a lot of like 
But I don't. I don't think the story. I mean, the story's ridiculous. That there's a relationship between a human and a sexy fish. A Abe. But <laughs> I think it's more about the way it was shot. Yes. The, a, the good old honest Abe himself, and just basically what Guillermo del Toro did to the movie was what was so impressive not not necessarily the story like if i read this in a book i'd be like oh this is cool but like the he, movie itself was he just said in the q gorgeous that was all practical effects yeah. but they touched up the eyes with yeah. uh cgi yeah because like i think like the it blinked sideways if i'm not mistaken yeah am Something i right like that. Yeah. it was gorgeous i'm gonna watch it again so i'll, I'll pay more attention it was to wonderful yeah. but oh, all jokes aside though like xander bringing up Abe Sabian, like this creature isn't anything we haven't necessarily seen before it was just done better it's pretty much his creature of the black lagoon yes yeah it's a modern creature of the black and compared lagoon. to his other movies i wouldn't say that this is his best movie i wouldn't either it's a poll i ran on twitter people did not say that it was his best I didn't ask specifically what was, but I think most people would agree Pan's Labyrinth is right. probably his best. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, Pan's is his best. I movie. really liked. Um, what was the last one he made? Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. Not a huge fan of that one. With Tom Hiddleston. I right. liked that one. I liked stuff in it. I thought that one was good. I wanted to watch it, but then I realized it was scary, so I didn't. Pacific Rim was okay, but it's not Pacific a, Rim was so bad. It's not a ghost story; it's a story with a ghost Pacific in it. Rim. The <laughs> one with um, Char uh, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, Pacific Rim was totally awesome. I loved it. It was. Yeah, I think you're out of on this one. Now. Remember how you guys say I like everything? I did not. I thought that movie <laughs> really? was not good. That movie's pretty good. That's it, why I'm really excited about the John Boyega one. Do you like it better than Transformers? I. Okay, so There's I should movie. add this to the Uranus Awards website. <laughs> I movies I'm embarrassed I love all of the Transformer movies. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Oh, my face. Your face. They're not as good as the, the the ones where Mark Wahlberg came in, they're not as good as the Shia LaBeouf ones, but like all three Shia LaBeouf ones I love. How do you feel about the Bumblebee spin-off? John, John Cena's in it. Yeah. And if if you don't if you know me, my favorite human being, and literally my idol, is John Cena. Because I've been watching WWE <laughs> religiously since I was five years old. And John Cena is my favorite wrestler of all time. Everything he does, I'm obsessed with. I think what he does for outside of the ring is amazing what he does for uh, Make-A-Wish. He's granted the most wishes out of literally anyone ever. I thought Dave Bautista's your favorite. No. I love him, but he's great. <laughs> his little, his little, his little no. glasses are great. Gonna, no, no. I'm going to poop in your Star Wars hat. So, <laughs> John Cena can do no wrong in my book. So, I'm really excited about it. I'm all about Transformers. Oh, I actually Jesus. even enjoyed this last Here, one. Here's the frustrating thing, too, about Guillermo del Toro is as gr he's great as a director because of his visual, unique style. Like, when you watch a Guillermo del Toro film, like, you can tell it's a Guillermo del Toro film. It's so but cool when the directors have that. He has a history of starting and giving up on more projects than he have he ever actually has finished that's true like i was so depressed when uh the mountains of madness movie fell through oh yeah so sad yeah. mountains of madness hellboy 3 justice league dark i don't uh, think hellboy 3 was his fault though that was like a funding problem can i also it? be honest i didn't like hellboy 2 why do you talk can i be honest yeah i haven't seen hellboy 2 since it was in theater so i can't call i it. recently watched it like a month ago and i, I was like really? i'm bored i love both 
both of those movies. Like, and it has such shoulder. a great score among, like, everyone, and I'm just like, really? It's really visually striking, more than anything. I mean, like, Hellboy himself is awesome, but I was kind of bored. Here's the thing it's about... It's very pretty. Here, yeah, exactly. Here's, but so is Valerian. Here's oh. his thing is... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're trying to give me a stroke? <laughs> he uses a lot of practical effects for his monsters, and those practical effects have a very distinct image because a lot of them almost have like brighter colors so they kind of contrast to the dark world around them look at you being a little film critic oh, you're so cute the he's also correct no no totally like hellboy is a very like vibrant red compared to the you know the dark mm-hmm. world and you look at the, like the david harbour hellboy reboot that we're gonna get and that Hellboy looks like a couple shades darker sure you know even the shades darker 50 Shades Darker. 50 Shades Hellboy. Well, there's only Guys, that, like one picture, isn't there? I'm in. What? There's only that one picture of him like in the yeah, he's just makeup. Like, and that's okay, fair. Pack. That's like a concept picture or like a poster. That's not even a concept. Like That's an actual photograph. Uh-huh. But it's not like what it's going to look like in the movie. We'll get like different well, I'm yeah. sure it's colors. a pretty accurate idea. I mean like lighting and stuff. He's going to be in different. I mean, he was behind a, just a black screen. So yeah. it was just a, it was literally like a headshot of Hellboy. But that's his makeup and his what he's going to look like, I assume. And I think it's going to be really good because in him I trust. Even in this like the creature of the black lagoon isn't that typical like dark forest green like the black and white creature of the black lagoon. It's like a bright vibrant blue. Yeah, it stands out amongst everything else. Sure, like Abe Sapien. Like Abe Sapien. Even the the candy that uh Michael Shannon's character eats. God. He's wearing all black and white, but he eats these bright green candies. Sure. It's healthier than smoking cigarettes. Is it though? Diabetes is real serious. Uh, diabetes. They didn't have diabetes in the fifties. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we think of Sally Hawkins? She's... Besides, like the fact that she was perfect. I think she's one of the most underrated actresses we have today. Yeah. Uh, she did this movie called Happy Go Lucky years ago, which was an insanely great performance that was just very overshadowed by everything else that year. And she's just done a lot of great work since then. Um, and I, I I want her to take everything. I'm pushing her hard for Best Actress at the I am too. Awards, too, for, for this. Because a silent performance can be either great or terrible. That's why the artist was so like, impressive. I, uh, the, well, for many other reasons, but... Did anyone see this movie from the 90s called The Piano with Holly Hunter? No. I despise that movie, and she's a mute character in it, and she's terrible. Like, famously, she won the Academy Award over Angela Bassett for playing Tina Turner, which is right. a crime. But like, yeah, it's it's a it's a, to me is a bad performance, and uh, mute performances can have like a fifty fifty chance for me because they're difficult. Yeah, a lot can be told through silence, and she nailed it. And a lot oh, can yeah. be told through her facial through facial expressions. Yep. And Jesus Christ! And also, thank you, Octavia Spencer, for giving oh her the, a lot of to work with. Oh my! Because like being mute, you can only do so much. But I think Octavia, who is also She's not underrated. She's one of the greatest actresses right now. She's she she's is right so now. wonderful, and she is so she was so easy to just like play off of. I feel like for Sally, I feel like that was so easy for her. But check mm. this out, though. We got Octavia Spencer's character, right? And then we got Richard Jenkins's character, who is a closeted homosexual, and they have most of the dialogue in this movie. 
Yeah. Yeah, because the you know the the amphibian man and and Sally Hawkins character Eliza are both completely mute for the whole film. So yeah, what other movie has a black woman and a gay man talking for the most of the film? Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I I was pretty awestruck by this movie, visually. Oh yeah, but like from the beginning, there's that whole opening tracking shot that's in the underwater apartment, which is clearly just that like, was like a vivid, gorgeous, like a, like a dream or like a, narr- a narration visual of some kind that was and just it kind sort of just like foreshadowed to the. But end. it was so yeah. pretty and it was so cool seeing everything float like it would if it was underwater, and uh, that was that was in the trailer too. Yeah, yeah, it's Sally Hawkins sort of descending on her couch while she's sleeping. That right. was so cool to watch. Mike, what did you think? I thought it was a pretty beautiful film. Like, it had uh, all the perfect lighting for, like, water effects and stuff. Like, in the opening shot, you get the, like, teals and blues and stuff and, like, light kind of flickering, like I said. But uh, it just, like, uh, really worked for, um, uh, like, what Zach was talking about, like, visually striking elements. Um, But that's all it has going for it. That's not true. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, if if you do think about it, the very most simple way to describe this movie is identical to Pan's Labyrinth. It's a film that takes place during a real life war that has magical elements. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch, but still, um, the production design of the laboratory in particular, how everything was so massive, was that, that felt really real because, like, you know as time has gone on everything has gotten smaller more compact and uh, thinner you know technology mostly but yeah everything in this movie was was so super massive and it looked really cool mm-hmm. like, like had like a chunkiness to it's, it i guess it's essentially like they didn't even bother researching they just like tore it right out of time yeah. itself which was really cool and, again i think what you were kind of saying like the plot is nothing to necessarily write home about the plot's but it simple it's beauty and the beast with a fish it's not even Beauty and the Beast, though. I mean, the whole point... Which came of... out a few months ago, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> the whole point of Beauty and the Beast was that he turns back into a human at the end. Well, yeah. This is literally like an animal. That's not the when point I, when of I Beauty say and it's the Beauty Beast. That's, that's the beast. point. When I say yeah. it's Beauty and the Beast with a fish, I am talking like in a super simple sense. It's a hot girl with a monster. That's it. That's like... That's all I'm saying. You could have like had this same movie about like a dog... Sure. Which, you know, have you seen A Dog's Purpose? I refuse to see that movie. Uh, don't. I what? would literally rather okay. gouge out my left eyeball with a spork than watch part of, that movie. Part of me doesn't want to know, but part of me has to know what is A Dog's Purpose. Oh, it's this very sappy. I will never watch that movie. I don't want to. I, I do not feel like dog, crying. He's. You see his life, and then you know he he dies very early in the film. And the dog is voiced by Josh Gad. You're hearing his inner monologue the whole time. When the dog dies, he jumps. His soul jumps into a new dog body, and we see that dog's life. And is there any bestiality? It happens though? five times. No, not at all. Oh man, it happens like five times. Five different dogs, and I mm, miss. Not. I'm missing out. There was also a little controversy during this movie. Some very selfish and stupid uh, person who was on the set oh, yeah, I remember took this. a short video of a scene where they were filming the dog being in a, a raging pool of water to simulate a river and they only filmed the part that looked like the dog was in distress to get the movie in trouble but I guarantee that that is not no dogs were harmed going. in the making of that film not even close <laughs> so, how do you know you've never seen it I and I will not <laughs> just like I won't watch um, I mean don't 
don't see it, but only because it's a bad movie. No, I'm not saying it because I don't do well with animals dying. Even right. if they come back to life. Even well, like horses, like in Lord of the Rings and shit. I don't really I don't do eat, well with it. I don't either. You kill as many humans as you want, but if you hunt if you hurt a dog, you're losing a star. A hundred percent. I mean you don't lose a star necessarily, but that is very hard for me to watch. Like, Sometimes it's like a really good plot point though. Like look well, at Well, I did say that it's not important or like look at, that I it shouldn't. I mean, this is yeah. a testament to okay. That works. Totally. That works. That uh, that hit. Not like yeah. that movie. I thought that movie was great. Uh, I like that movie. It's a testament to how good Wes Anderson is at making movies because he kills dogs in like three of his movies at least. Think, uh, I'm going to spoil something. Remind me that they kill some sort of creature in this movie. And I was like, I won't oh. forget. Oh, no. That's a big point for me. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in spoilers. Yeah. Um, but. Uh. See, uh, I thought it was cool having a little Boardwalk Empire reunion with uh, Michael Shannon and Michael Stuhlbarg here. That was cool. I never watched that show. I love that yeah. show. It's I so stopped watching that show after a guy did his mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was where I checked out. A lot of people did his mom. Yeah, so, but he had to be one of them. Gross. Um, let's see. I, I don't know what else to talk about in the non-spoiler section I, I i got i'll mention the acting again richard jenkins and octavia spencer were acting was were like great. 101 sally hawkins was yeah. great michael shannon played a very convincing and and fun to watch villain i won't call him complex because he's played that very same kind of villain many times but it's still compelling to watch every time he does it it's like a it's like a food that's bad for you, but you keep eating it. Yeah, he's pretty brilliant. It's yeah, I love him. Um, should we? Oh wait, before we move on, I need to give a shout out because I told everyone I would to our patrons on Patreon. Yay! Um, thank you. For we just money. got a bunch, so thank you. If you haven't, www.patreon.com/slash/rannisawards. We're also doing a giveaway. Once we reach a uh, hundred dollars a month. You can receive a Space Jam Steelbook, which is a fancy Blu-ray. It'll be sent to you for free. That you get so automatically cool. entered if you give a dollar. Yeah. You're automatically entered. In fact, uh, why don't we at some point soon Instagram that Steelbook photo? That would. Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, you have. Oh yeah. This is uh, proof that I don't look at our Instagram. Be better. <laughs> so, um, shout out to. Uh, Brandon Ray, Andrew Morrissey, Daniel Hodes, Kathy Meddings, uh, Christian Corwares, Cures. Cures, and Ellison and Carrie. So thank you guys so much. You guys are great. Mwah. We love you. And again, if you did literally donate a dollar, once we reach $100 a month, we will be doing monthly giveaways. Yep. So like steelbooks, movie posters, movie tickets, merch. Yeah. Whatever Funko Pops, I just gave we just gave a Funko Pop away to, um, because we just reached a hundred YouTube subscribers. We just gave a Spider Man Homecoming Funko Pop away to uh, Austin Knoll. Nice. If he's watching, we gave we I just sent him a Spider Man Funko Pop. So again, one dollar a month, you can yeah. win lots of things um, and help us out. Yeah. So thank you again. Uh, oh, the score by the way by Alexandre Desplat, amazing. The score for Shape of Water. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Take your word for it. Back to Shape of Water. <laughs> what? I, wait. Whoa. Whoa. Wait a minute. I don't That's, remember the score. I do. I. I it's gorgeous. I, I can I'm hear it right out. now. That. 
much to but me. You don't like oh my god, it was so good. The music? It was great. In fact, I know say, oh, uh, I the say, composer I himself it. actually um, provided his own whistling for the score in the, sh- in the movie, which was really tight. Huh. Yeah, Someone um, said, uh, how does it compare to Crimson Peak? It is a lot I like Crimson, Crimson Peak more. Peak. You, you like Crimson Peak more? I don't. I don't. I think Crimson have Peak. Have not seen it. I haven't seen calls. Crimson Peak because I don't do well with horror movies, but now that I do the Uranus Wars, I have to watch it. So I'll, re- Crimson, I'll watch Crimson it. Crimson Peak has so much more mystery happens. <laughs> I will say, though, Tom Hiddleston is my favorite person in the MCU, so He's anything good. he does, I will watch. I just didn't want to watch it because it looked a little scary. The problem is uh, they they build Crimson Peak as such a different movie than it was, and I, I wanted something else from it, and what I got was not comparable. It wasn't going to be like... It wasn't comparable or better. It's like a really good Victorian-era haunted house movie. From a visual standpoint. So yes. I, I kind of get Didn't that. care much he, for the story. He kind of wanted to do Mountains of Madness, but couldn't. So he did kind of like yeah. that. There were some very cool Similar. visual shots in, in Crimson Peak. and um, It looked great. I was just like... Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Didn't too care. spooky. Did not care for yeah. the story. I thought Jessica Chastain, who's usually great, handed up a little too much in the wrong direction. Um, what about yeah. the face? I was shocked that he said that. <laughs> Jessica Chastain was great. She was fine. Uh-oh. Not her best. Not, not even close. Wow. So yeah, uh, Crimson Peak, let me put it this way. Crimson Peak's a movie... The Shape of Water is a film. Okay. Speaking of films, we're already talking about films. Spoiler alert, we don't have the red thing behind us because Tyler's not here. Oh, yeah. But, pew, 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 there's spoilers happening right now. You know doing this doesn't actually put anything there, right? Are you sure? Not with that attitude. (laughs) Just pretend it's red, everybody. Yeah. All right. Wait, you can't see all the way out there? All the way into the universe. Uh, and uh, before we uh, get into spoilers of this film, let's talk about Audible. Oh, yeah. Go Tell ahead. Me more, Xander. Well, audible.com is a great little service there that gives you audiobooks. Uh, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash Uranus Awards, you can get yourself a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial yep. on us, which is great. Wow. What was that website again? That's <laughs> www.audibletrial.com slash Uranus Awards. And you can check out great audiobooks like The Disaster Artist, which is now playing in theaters. And uh, Phasma, which is... Captain, uh, uh, yeah, Phasma. Harry Potter, Ready Player One. Ready Player One, narrated by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah. I actually just started I re- started re-listening to Harry Potter One last night uh, by uh, Jim Dale. Jim, Jim Dale. Jim Dale. There's, there's the Jim Dale narration, and then there's also the Stephen Fry narration. There's two yeah, narrators. Yeah, I like the Jim Dale, I think. The Jim Dale one's a little better. Anyway... There's lots of great stuff on there. Check it out. It's on us. Yeah. So, yeah. Get yourself psyched for Ready Player One. Yeah. What about The Room or The Disaster Artist? I said The Disaster Artist. Lots of things. The Disaster Disaster Artist was the first thing I said. No, I know. I'm just saying, like... (laughs) Like, literally get it together. No, I (laughs) am So, like, The Disaster Artist is a fantasy film, right? When did you get here? The, the Disaster Artist is a fantasy film. It's Shouldn't a, it be on it's the It's a true Uranus? account of a filmmaking extravaganza. No, no, no. Because Tommy Wiseau is not a real person, right? That's you look true. him he in is the a face vampire. and tell him that. You he, see what he says. He's a vampire. He's vampire-ish. Yeah, he actually does say he's a vampire. Y'all, I still haven't seen it. What are you doing with That's... your life? <laughs> I'm trying to make the Uranus oh. Awards actually happen. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to spoil anything plot-wise about Disaster Artist, but... Stay till after the credits. 
there's a post credit scene that I found out about after I saw the movie, and I have to see it again to see it. So oh, Xander, tell yeah. me more. No, post- I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't I know, even know what it in is. The room. I don't know what it is, because I, I found out that it exists after I had already seen the movie, so stay till after the credits. I might go see it again. Lightning bolt change. Okay, so spoiler alerts have happened. Let's talk about spoilers. Zach, you had something that was very... Yeah, so this creature that she kidnaps and puts in her bathtub eats her neighbor's cat and her response is to have sex with it kidnaps uh and that no go on um what the fuck she doesn't kidnap it well yeah she she does she 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 steals she she steals abe sapien from the lab but he didn't want to be there you came to my apartment and stole my dog i would call that kidnapping and i I keep using dog because this thing has the intellectual capacity of a about a German Shepherd, maybe less. Those are really smart dogs. Did we watch I the same say that. He's, smart, he's smarter than a dog. Yeah. He's How smart? I would say he's like gorilla He's like a dude that lived in the Amazon all his life and can't speak. Yeah. I would say like he's like a very, very like intelligent he gorilla. Takes, he learns sign language <sighs> immediately upon seeing it. Okay. Yeah. He's like a gorilla. A very, very close closer, to human gorilla. That's closer than the dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh,. So, yeah, he kills a cat in response to the fact that he had never seen a cat, and the first thing the cat does is hiss violently. So, yeah, he attacks the cat. No, he doesn't just attack the cat. He eats the cat. He no, eats the head of the cat. He eats the cat's head, which was a gruesome scene, but a completely understandable one given the circumstance in that he had never seen a cat, and the first thing it does is act angrily at him. Yeah. Oh, food. He's a he's a wild it makes monster. Sense. He's literally a, a wild animal. He's a creature. I'm I don't disagree with the fact that he's a wild animal, but so am I. I mean, like pretty much Brendan. But this Fraser. wasn't like this wasn't like free willy of we gotta set him free from his <laughs> captivity. Which hashtag of. hashtag Peta? No, this was Get out. I'm in love with this ant. The movie. I'm in love with this animal. Let me. Put it in my bathtub and fuck it. It's not the one to Encino Man, though. Brendan Fraser was a caveman. He did mostly the same thing in that movie. This was like a modern-day Encino Man. But here's the thing about, okay. The reason... Do you get the reason why they had sex? And why they're, like, in love? Yeah, she was mute and couldn't get any from anyone else. No! Yeah! No! It's so much more than that. No, it's not. It's... What you said Would you like to explain? Accurate. What you said is not... Not true, but there's so much more. But to that. there's n- there's so much more. Like he understands. Then why was she her. playing DJ every morning in the bathtub? Don't you? Sometimes, <laughs> like every other day. People out. masturbate. It happens. I've never heard of that. Okay, I'm just saying. To me, that scene made it clear that she was lonely. Well, of course, yeah, she obviously was lonely. she was. But also, she finally found someone. I'm saying someone. Who understood her? Who's different like her and like can communicate? It was an animal. It would have understood anything that was nice to it. It is much different than a common animal, though. Like it communicated right. with yeah. her. They they had conversations. It started doing it was a different conversation than anything she's ever talked to anyone before. Gorillas, chimpanzees, parrots, all capable of communication. Not on Dolphins, that level. but it but yes, it never had. The, but level. it never. But she never had the communication with those animals. So if she had the communication with a gorilla and the gorilla was talking back in sign language, would she have fucked that? 
if it was the if that was the shape of gorillas, then maybe. <laughs> Would names. you go watch the shape of gorillas and call it beautiful? Starring Sally Hawkins, directed by Guillermo del Toro. You bet your ass. Oh man, planet. It'd of be the a little bit more of every like angry day we sex, for, but... every day we stray further and further from God. <laughs> I mean. That means we get closer Jesus. and closer to peace, compromise, and progress. Zach, do you know what an affront is? No. That's I that creature. No, you don't. An affront? That was a line that uh, Shannon said in the movie. Dude, I saw this movie like Do you two know weeks what ago. an affront is? That's pretty good. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. I, I saw this movie like two weeks ago. I don't remember that line, but. Look, do, do you have more to say, Mike? I'm I'm glad this movie got made for Are like you? for like seven year old Guillermo del Toro. This is why I don't understand That's your, rate, your star ratings. You gave it a four, yet one of the biggest parts of the movie, you're like, what? Like the way you're talking, it sounds like you're giving it Two like and a, a half. seventy or like a sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it was about a B. The way you talk about it makes it sound like a D. I don't know. The if, acting was good. The visuals were good. If I, I mean, were letting you tell me what all of this and I hadn't seen the movie, I would think this is a shitty movie. Great yeah. villain. I appreciate the sh- the subplot. I just don't like the the general idea. It just seemed ridiculous. And and Belle falling in love with Man Bear Pig is less ridiculous? That makes more sense to me because he was a human. But she didn't know that. Yeah, she did. Not at first. No. She totally like sees the the portrait or whatever. Not to yeah, like. She way sees late. a portrait of with a, the with the three. Uh, she sees a portrait of the guy from Legion and like, oh cool, he's a Marvel fan. Also, he's a murderous monster man bear pig. She doesn't know that. She doesn't the same know that dude. he was ever a human until it's like told. And oh. also, he has a magic flower. I wonder if that's connected. Maybe not. Look, a talking teapot. I'm pretty sure she. Let me ask you this. Okay, here. Let me ask you this question. Wouldn't you have sex with this amphibian monster? No, my limitations (laughs) on having sex with non-human things are the Captain Kirk method of it has to be an alien that looks like a chick with a like a different skin color, or a chick with three boobs. Sapien had a dick. It was like the way they they described it was so. (laughs) I was like, oh my god. (laughs) It like it was opens up and something, and then it just like comes that out. Was, I was like, "That was what the perfect the representation fuck? of show don't tell." I love oh that movie. It was great, like because uh, everyone was wondering. Like, I was like, "How did it work?" It and she been, literally just like in her it would have been so bad if Octavia was like, "He's got a thing that comes out of the thing like a thing." Oh my god! And it was just her, just it's just like hand motions. Oh, I love it. So good. So yeah, he's got a dick. He's got a face. He's got feelings. Oh, a genuine question. What did you guys think of the little singing? That is... Uh, that was fun. A uh, little, little jumping ahead, but that's my uh, most memorable moment nomination. Interesting. Yeah. I Because uh, th- there are usually scenes with a mute character, whatever the movie is, where we see them speak in, in like an imagination, right. we hear their inner monologue, we hear them speak before they <clears throat> lost their voice, whatever the case, and... Usually it's basic, but they decided to go the extra mile and make it like an old Hollywood musical. Yeah, it was very like and that Fred was, Astaire. That was absolutely adorable, and I, I I've only seen the movie once, but I can already play that entire scene front to back in my head yeah. over and over again. I thought it was really beautiful to see like Doug Jones dancing around yep. in costume. Absolutely, pretty great. 
Del Toro was fully brave with this movie. He's like, I'm making my movie my way, and everyone's going to let me. Yeah, I think it worked. Yeah, I think at this point that studios just go, wow, you're you're actually making a movie? Here, just take the money and just do whatever the hell you want. People will see it. Although this is probably this movie has his longest production schedule. I think it's he started production on it in 2012 or something. Jesus Christ! At least pre-production, yeah. like concept designs and stuff. He didn't actually get it off the ground to start filming until 2015. That's a really long time. And Sally Sally Hawkins was the first choice. Octavia Spencer was the first choice, and Michael Shannon was the first choice. Richard Jenkins was not the first choice. The, the role he was, was actually... He was so good. He was fantastic. He was, he was wonderful, and I couldn't imagine anyone else doing it, but the role was written for, get this, Ian McKellen. Interesting. I think he would have been really good, but there was something about Jenkins in this movie. He made, he made He's the reason I cried during this movie. Okay. I don't know. What, I don't remember what part it was, but there was a moment towards the end where he said something. Oh, yeah. There's... there's Oh, it, the poem... I think so, and, well, I, and I started crying. He's like, what would I tell you about her if I told you about her? I would just think of this beautiful poem. And, and it yeah. it talked about a poem, how water surrounds you like my love. It was I don't beautiful. know what the poem is, but it was great. Is that a real poem? Uh, yeah. He was a great character that I thoroughly enjoyed, but I thought the whole like scene in the diner with the guy rejecting him and being like, this here is a family restaurant, you hear? I thought that was a little too, like, on the nose cliche like yeah but it was the time it was Wait, accurate it? on the nose it's supposed to be like it's, it's a cold war film that shit happened all the time yeah yeah but it's just i, I don't know it, just felt, it felt a little cheesy all? no not at all are you kidding really not at all you've never been rejected by a guy have you no i can't it, say that i have i'll whoa, tell you whoa. one thing i reject sucks. him like once a week okay shut no. up baby you know you love me no see like bender's I'll, the greatest i'll, I'll get a, a a tad bit personal but like it's very hard for gay people and bi people very quickly after they come out to actually open up and ask someone of the same sex out the first time i did it i was petrified and i got turned out it was terrible and especially yeah, sure. during that time so, too. Yeah, I felt hard for this character. I'm not saying it wasn't an impactful was so moment. Old, it was like, I'm just saying I don't feel yeah. like it was very well executed. Nor is any man's approach at asking anybody out ever. No, I mean <laughs> film-wise. Oh. Film-wise, it was like not you felt it was out of place. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was out of place. I just felt like it was kind of a cheesy scene. Like maybe if anything, it was the, the guy working the diners weird like shitty acting but it brings together all these themes about feeling lonely like octavia spencer's uh she plays a wife and she's lonely because her man is like terrible yeah and we see that later on the film where he like again screws everything up i get it and that guy's rejected by the pie clerk whatever his the character pie clerk. <laughs> that's the title and uh the pie jerk and then the mute girl, like she is lonely. Like every, it's a movie about loneliness and all these characters feeling lonely. Sure. Again, I get it. I just don't like how it was executed. If you say executed, like you make eggs one more time. Executor. Yes. That's what I was yes. thinking. But like it's execute, not executor. So how would you have done that scene differently or would you have taken it out or what? Um, Have him go on a date, show up for the date, and the guy's with a bunch of his friends and they beat the shit out of him and he comes home beaten up. That would have been way you more know, impactful. Impactful, Max. Is that to... word okay? You're allowed to say whatever you want. Sometimes you're just wrong. 
Why, why does it have to be violence? Why can't it just be like genuine uh, trauma? I mean, I'm just saying that. I think that, that the scene that we got was a much simpler way to do that because there's a lot of movies where the gay character gets beaten up to death or to an inch within an inch of his life, and we've seen that kind of enough. You know? <laughs> Moonlight. I mean, yeah, Moonlight. That happened. Which I, Zach no, didn't like. I a movie, hate Moonlight. I know you do, and you're wrong. So dumb. <laughs> a movie where a gay character just gets plain rejected, albeit in a very uh, homophobic manner, is a little bit refreshing, to be honest. Zach sure. just wants a good old lynching. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow, Mike, that is fucked right. up. And kind of accurate. It is, though. <laughs> wow, Xander, that is extremely fucked up. That's what I liked about that scene, was that it was really impactful and powerful, got the point across, and it didn't have to do it by, like, beating up a gay character. It was just very real and simple. I also love that it. one of the big plot points around his character wasn't that, like, he was gay. Like, yeah, that was important, but it wasn't, like... This is a thing. Yeah. This is in your face. Right. It was more about him. Just like as a character, this is who he is. And like his relationship with Sally Hawkins and like trying to help her. I thought that was so good. And sometimes a lot of people with gay characters and their movies like to milk it Mm. unnecessarily. I agree. And this was so tastefully well done. There's also a great little scene where she's trying to convince him to help her break Abe Sapien out of the lab. Yeah. And she's like, no, say out loud what I'm signing to you so I know you understand me. Oh, that so, was awesome. Yeah. There were just so many standout moments throughout this movie. Yeah. And she had so many cute little moments, like the little tap dance through the hall. And hmm. When she got, when they had sex, then they showed no, no, her no, like, like the earlier next day. In the, earlier in the movie, she does like a little tap dance through the hall when she hears music. Uh, before she yeah. ever meets the creature. She's got these little smiles and little looks that she gives people, uh, which was... Which Again, was facials. Jesus. That is so hard to do what she did Yeah. without saying anything. Yep. That is insane. A very expressive mute character. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. It was gorgeous. <sighs> so, anything else? It was else? I... <laughs> Get out of here. Anything else to say? The movie. <laughs> about this uh, this sexy fish story? Um, no. Not necessarily. What's our next category that we talk about? What uh, would you change? Going? I don't have the papers. What, what, oh, yeah, where is this going? It's not going yet. I mean, no. Obviously not. Del Toro rarely does this. <laughs> the Shape of Water Help. 2. Let's get oh, wait. Let's talk, wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about the end. What happens at the very end? Oh, sure. Okay, so um, it's a little bit of a, a, a domino effect, putting the pieces together thing for Michael Shannon which um, he's he's lost the creature. He's tasked to look for the creature, and he follows Michael Stuhlbarg's character around uh, uh, because he believes he had something to do with it or was uh, a Russian spy, which turns out was both were true. And he thought that there was a strike team involved in capturing the creature. Right. When um, It was just a few ladies. Yeah, it was, it was just uh, Octavia and Sally. And Michael Stuhlbarg has a really gruesome torture scene yeah uh, he gets he gets shot in the chest and the gut and through the cheeks and he has two holes in his cheeks and michael shannon grabs him by the cheek hole yeah. and grabs him and, and drags him and it's, it was pretty awesome oh man that was real hard to watch that i immediately awesome. thought of Pan's that, that was a uh that and the other one where he pulls his fingers off 
that those no. that was awesome. Those were what gross. I call pencil trick moments, like the, pencil the trick Batman. The yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the whole audience all gasped in unison. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he he finds out what they're doing with the creature. They're going to release him at the docks when the rains are big enough. And he finds them. He shoots Sally Hawkins right in the stomach and shoots the creature. The creature turns out has fast healing, which we also find out because he healed. Um... Yeah, he he has some. He has healing powers. Some healing powers, but also some, like, restorative powers. Right. Because he he gave Richard Jenkins some actual hair atop his bald head. And got rid of his... Uh, and got this, rid of his this, cuts. This gut, the, yeah. the scratch marks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, a, there's an ending where he, he grabs Sally Hawkins' bleeding dead body and jumps into the river with her. And it's... It's you can actually, see like the blood like flowing. It's, it's, it's kind beautiful. of a cool scene because it could either be interpreted as he heals her and gives her gills where she has like these scars on her necks, or that, was that so she cool. just kind of died and that was like a dream sort of. It could be interpreted either way. No, didn't they literally say like they lived happily ever after or something? He, well, Jenkins did. He's like, I could tell you she lived happily ever after. He could tell you that. Yeah, but he doesn't know. I don't know. I, I like that it's a little bit open. I think they lived happily ever after. I know you did. I don't know if we no, covered this, but apparently the guy from the pie shop is credited as pie guy. That's wonderful. I like pie clerk more, I think. <laughs> I like pie jerk. I like senior pie. <laughs> I like pie. I do. Love... Should we get pie after this? Maybe. Key lime. Darren, Darren did a movie called You don't like pie. key lime pie? No. In all seriousness, like, not really the movie. You don't like key lime pie? No. It's like a lime-flavored cheesecake. I like guys, let's wrap this up. How would you rate key lime pie? Fuck, dude, like 11 out of 10. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's my favorite pie. Oh, you're talking about pie, not the movie. I'm like... Um, There's a movie called Key Lime Pie? No. God, we're on 20 different pages. What would you give it, Zach? What is your rating? You said four, right? Four. Uh, Four and a half. I also give it four and a half. Four. Alright, yes. good. It's pretty high rating uh, though. So, Naminoms. 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 Uh, Zach. Uh, I'm going to give the most complex villain to Michael Shannon and best director award. Cool. Uh, best picture, best director, best actress in a leading role, Sally Hawkins, best supporting actor, Richard Jenkins, Titus screenplay, coolest camera work, costumes, makeup, and hairstyling. I changed complex villain to just best villain because that makes more sense to me which we're changing for next year's next year yeah. we're we're best villain, villain, best villain michael race. shannon a uh, best romance uh eliza and abe sapien uh best poster specifically the the white one that's mm-hmm. the, that's pencil drawn oh yeah, yeah, yeah i love it the tr- best trailer the one i'm talking about is the very first trailer yep and most memorable moment where uh eliza has that singing hollywood musical scene yeah and there you go nami noms um I also have it for Best Picture. Best Director for GDT. Actress in a leading role for Sally Hawkins. Actor in a supporting role for Michael Shannon. If I had to go between the two, I would give it to Michael Shannon because he was—he scared the shit out of me. Uh, tidy script. Camera work. Coolest costume, makeup, and hairstyling. CGI. Best romance. Movie poster. Rock and music because the score was lovely. Mm-hmm. Best trailer. And then I'm a sucker for a happy ending. So the ending, when she got the gills like from the cuts, yeah. I thought it was really really sweet. I would have said most rock and music, but I don't think the 
the this boss score is rocking. It's just really but that's, which but we that's also, just what we call which it. Which is what we we're changing next year to make it more yeah. like it's not rocking. It's just like the best music. All right, well then I'm giving it. Best we're working music on too. it. Yeah, so, we're working. There we on. go. To be fixed, 2018. Michael. Uh, I'm kind of torn on whether to give this best picture, uh, so I'm just going to hold off on that. But uh, actress in leading role, Sally Hawkins. Uh, actor in a re- leading role, uh, Richard Jenkins. And funniest moment when she's describing the, the, the penis. penis. Bro, Richard Jenkins was not the leading actor. We just discussed this. So The movie was not about him. He was... That's why there's a category for supporting. Mike, we had a full meeting about this. <laughs> he I mean, there's a nicer way to say it, but he's correct. Okay. So Jenkins is a supporting role. Supporting role and Michael Shannon leading role? Nope. No. Oh. Still supporting. <laughs> Still supporting. <laughs> Doug <laughs> Jones. Actor yeah. in a leading role. I mean, yeah, Doug Jones, I guess, would be the lead man of this movie. Uh, if they're... Come on. I don't even I think mean, there if, is, yeah. If you were to nominate anyone for best leading That's actor, the only one you could. It would be Doug Jones. I Yes. I mean, I put him in the category of costumes and makeup because like Exactly. The the costume oh, is Can I add that? A lot of the performance. Sure. Yeah. No, you're not. Oh, all right. Never mind then. Too late. I also love the quote. He said like he took him three hours every day to get in and out of the costume. Yeah. He's like, This was freaking nothing compared to Pan. Well, that's what he does all the time, though. Yeah, he does this all the time. Yeah. Did you know he played Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four 2? Yep. Fun he plays... And even more important, he played the grave guy in Hocus Pocus. That is more important than most anything Has he ever, ever played something not in a costume? Human. I don't Everyone's think always in costume. Does he actually even act? Well, he is did he the, a person? He did the voice of Abe Sapien in Hellboy 2. Uh, where's... So, um, sad, saddest death. Oh yeah, back to Sally, Mike. Sorry, Sally, <laughs> Sally Hawkins. Oh yeah, I'm adding that too. Sad as death. But they lived happily ever after. It's not a death. In my mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's open to interpretation. Well, you gotta change that one. Even too. Even when she got shot, though. Gotta change no. that one too. What? <laughs> I'm going to jump over this table and just come right we at get you. Get so many more viewers. If you guys want to keep watching, going in deep, let us know. If you guys would rather watch different battle royales every week, <laughs> let us know that too. <sighs> Is that is that is that it for you? Uh, well, I'll put up more, but I just want to say the poster was fucking awesome. The poster is and beautiful. the fact that it was in the movie too. Would you I, not give uh, Guillermo del Toro best director? Yes. Would you give Guillermo? GDT? As would you, you put it? It's only because that's his uh, Instagram and Twitter handle because I've been ha- using it a lot lately. It's real GDT, so that's just easier to say. Would you give Guillermo del Toro best lead actor? <laughs> for Death Stranding. I would give him best lead actor for his two episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, man. Sally Hawkins for best uh, supporting actor. <laughs> you think, um, I think that's it. So, okay. wait. Would you, just to clarify, best picture? Yeah. No? no? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, that's a tough one for me. Oh, we can do who would you recommend it to? Anyone who likes well, sexy would you fish. Recommend it? To anyone that wants to watch Guillermo del Toro's filmography. Uh, I'd say, okay, just forewarning, this movie's super fucking raunchy. Just It's raunchy. It, it's like it's, it's a, graphic. It's, it's graphic in more ways than one. I think if you like the film, graphic. you'll like it. Yeah. It's not like a, go watch this movie. It's like, if you like a good piece of film you should watch this yeah i'm so glad the theater was empty so i can't you know. 
Okay. I, I said, like <laughs> I said, family show. like <laughs> I said, best sexy fish movie of all time. Is it, we are not Pee Wee Herman here. <laughs> okay. Who wants so, to see a movie? So, uh, you guys can go online, find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at www.uranus-awards.com. Be sure to join us next week as we tackle the season finale, I guess, Our of, last of the movie Uranus of the year. Awards, of uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Holy Very God. exciting. And uh, again, thank you to all of our friends who decided to give us money on Patreon. You guys are amazing. We um, we always need more. Get us up to 100 so we can give monthly giveaways to you guys. We, yeah. Thank you to Tyler from Mill Iron Studios. Yep. Shout out to Tyler. It's, and uh, Mike, this is much deserved. You've been gone a long way, a long time. Go ahead and sign us Also, this is going to be really funny because like, Tyler's not here to end yeah. it, so I have to literally go up and like end yeah. it. So, but uh, so wait, before wait. you before you say anything, stare at Mike, everybody. No, you gotta okay. Where are Max, you going? You where where are over you there. going? You guys, what, what is, is happening? happening? Run over there, and I'll say it like right when you close the stream. Okay, well, right. okay, bye guys. This, Mike's gonna talk now. Okay. Too much. So wait, so Mike, no, no, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna coordinate this. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Mike, get okay, lower. Get, get All right, Max was this. Wait, this is going in deep. Going. Dark. <laughs> 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 <laughs>